What up, friends? We are back. It's Get Checkered with Shanika and Caitlin um, for the post after the race. Portimao. Yeah. Grand Prix Portuguese. Uh, it looked like really nice weather. Yes, and admittedly, we are exhausted. So, Calgary time, we had to be up. I'm ready to go by at least eight, which means we were up way before. Yeah, then. and you guys, like, that's early for us. It's early. It's a weekend day. You know, we deserve to sleep in a little bit. <laughs> yep. But we'll take it. Um, this race was less exciting than MLS. Less, less eventful, for sure. I still I still like some of the, like, post-race interviews. Like, some of the races were stoked on that race with how they <laughs> performed. So I still think a good race, just not eventful, which, I mean... We had more than enough events on the last race. Yeah, I think that's true. Um, like, what do we even talk about in um, terms of... I think what thing we should talk about <laughs> is start off with qualifying and our poor boy, Danny Ricardo. Yeah, so this qualifying was different. They did sprint races. No, they did not do sprint races. I thought they did do sprinting. They're doing them um, Silverstone, Brazil, and... I thought they oh did God. sprint. No, this is the, it's the, I think it was the typical three. Q1, Q2, Q3. Oh, we yeah, we should do a mini-sode on what the sprint races are, because that will you force us right. to figure it out, too. But, yeah, right. poor Danny. So, they started Q1, and it's all 20 drivers, and then at the end of Q1, the five slowest get eliminated. <laughs> So, Danny, I think he was probably running, like, 15, and then over the radio, they let him know that, I think it was Esteban O'Coin passed his time, and that Danny was eliminated after Q1. He's pissed, right? Like, that's not normal for a guy that's won seven races in his life to be eliminated in Q1. So, yeah, he started in 16th. Poor boy. And then Shanika saw on Twitter that there was a, he was trending, because <laughs> everyone's like, pray for Danny. Pray for him. He can make it up. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's obviously tough for him. I don't know. I think, like, switching teams is not easy. He obviously mm-hmm. left Red Bull for... Well, Renault, and then... And then now over to McLaren, and then it's, like, I think it's hard to just, like, get back in it, but for him to be out that early. Yeah. He was clearly not too <laughs> Which makes sense. I would equally be upset. But um, because of it, Valtteri got pole. He did? Um, yep. Which, like... I feel like he needs. Uh, Especially after that last race where he did not finish. Yeah. Just like a good little hit to the ego and right. probably good for where they're at. Um, from what we saw from the race from the get, it's just that there was a lot of wind. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, all the drivers started on wet tires. Like, they, they were on all different tires. They started... Yeah, there was like a... There was a mix of soft and mediums, I think. Yeah. Like, a, a, probably a 50% split between them. Um, and then, yeah, as the race went on, pretty much almost everyone went to a hard. There was a few mediums at the end of the race, but yeah, hard tires and um, super windy. And like some of the comments from like even Max were stepping, um, Hamilton, Russell, some of their post interviews, they're all like, it was slippery. It was gusty out there. It was a hard race. So like from spectator point of view, it's like, oh, they're, they're racing. It's looks like a good solid race no one's crashed well i mean we'll talk about kimmy but whatever <laughs> um 
but I guess, yeah, from their perspective, they're just trying to keep their car on the track, which is, I mean, yeah. sometimes I feel that when I'm driving like 110 on a highway, but I mean, they're going like 300, That's so different really story. Point, which might explain why um, the Williams cars just like dropped the rankings because uh, Russell started, I think, at P13. Um, mm-hmm. So he wasn't too far down, and then they just continuously kind of <laughs> yeah. It was fell. like Williams two drivers, and then Haas's two drivers, <laughs> just kind of going at it. So I don't know. Uh, they've talked about the Williams not being great in wind, so it's not mm, surprising that they haven't. That you know George yeah. kind of just kept yeah. getting knocked down. Hmm. But the sort of first incident happened with poor Kimmy. Or, like, the only incident, actually, for the yep. entire race. Yep. Um, yeah, Kimmy went off. What, lap? Three-ish. <laughs> yeah, right at the beginning. Um, rammed into his teammate, um, Mr. Antonio. Giovinazzi? G. G. Antonio G. We <laughs> are not going to be able to get this nope. right. <laughs> Um, and then they did some replays, and you see that it definitely was on Kimmy. He kind of drove his car, like, the front right tire went into Giovinazzi's back left tire. I mean, rear, if we want to be particular. But, so his, um, who was it? Kimmy's left fucking, <laughs> what is that thing It's like called? the front wing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that <laughs> fell off. He hit him with his right tire, the left wing fell off. Um, and so he went off track. It was scraping, but they still had the safety car after that. Yeah, for a few laps, actually, yeah. which created, um, to have it happen so early, I think, created a lot of, like, like what's going to happen kind of thing. And then um, when the safety car left, Valtteri is the one that can kind of decide, Valtteri Bottas can decide when, essentially, everyone can gun it again. Mm-hmm. And he, he played, like, a really good little trick i would say like even lewis noticed he was like i took my eyes, eyes off, off for of one second <laughs> for one second to look at max and then valtteri just gunned it yeah um i was leading for quite a while and mm-hmm. then it kind of fell apart for him a little bit not as bad as like an accident in imola but he seemed to have some sensor issues yeah got passed by his teammate obviously that we knew was likely going to happen um held off max for a while but yeah the sensor issue in the second half like slowed him down yeah i guess what like what total wolf was saying and he took responsibility like the team and the car Mm -hmm. was the reason that botas couldn't come back at max throughout the race and they said that this sensor couldn't be overridden yeah is what they're saying and so the car could only like go to such a performance before the alarm telling the car to back off a little bit basically so they did uh towards the end swap him on two different tires just to get him to a place where he could at least get fastest lap mm-hmm. which... they, they pulled that for bodas at like what lap 63 or 64 yeah of 66 like right at the end they're like okay we're going to give you soft tires for the last lap so you have the least amount of fuel in your car you're going to freaking exactly. gun it and then red bull responded and did the exact same thing for Max. <laughs> They're like, oh, we see what you're trying to do. But no, we want the fastest lap. Yeah, and I think that's what we're going to see for a lot of the season mm-hmm. is just Max and Lewis Hamilton, but Mercedes and Red Bull just going at it. So mm-hmm. Sergio was holding on to that fastest lap for so long, but he was so far behind that there was nothing he could do in terms of getting into the top three. So that's when the decision was made to let's swap them on better tires get that fast lap get that extra point because it is going to come down to those really small points Mm -hmm. 
differences. And then Red Bull responded. Um, Max actually ended up ending the race thinking he had gotten the fastest lap, which I think is very embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> he was a little bit surprised when the announcer was like, so you had it taken away from you? And he's like, excuse you? <laughs> what? <laughs> it was in an interview, which is just like awkward to witness him be like, yeah, you know what? Getting the fastest lap was great. And then be like, no, you, you didn't. Remember, bud, you, it got taken away from you because you exceeded track limits. He's like, what? And then, like, on turn 14, he's like, oh, but turn 14, like, they weren't counting that one for Jacqueline as well. And then, you know, those voiceovers in movies where they're like, and turns out, Max just did not realize that they did put that in for turn 14. Exactly. So the poor guy um, just lost that. But I think the win is, like, Valtteri ended up getting it, so got something. Um, I don't know what else kind of happened. It was just, like, Danny amazing to come from 316 yep. moving up to nine p9, p9 yeah. um he was up at five for a while there but then he had to do his piss like he was maybe one of the last ones if not yeah he was one of i don't think he was last but to do his pit stop mm-hmm. so well everyone else had their plus 25 seconds pretty much for however long to go through the pit lanes um he just kind of like kept creeping up kept creeping up until the point where he had to go in himself and then have to swap tires, mm-hmm. which I, I think the one thing that we're definitely learning is that tires are and like fuel, yeah, is key. all part of the strategy. Yeah, <laughs> and so we heard McLaren talking to Lando. They're like, "Okay, Lando, still plan A, plan A," and it's like, "Oh, how many plans do you have?" <laughs> yeah, and it doesn't have to do with your tires. And I think one of the reasons why they just left Sergio Perez out for so long, he made it like almost if not 50 laps on one set of tires which was yeah astonishing they were predicting everyone would go in between 20 and 30 laps yeah. and he was still out there on his sorry if you heard that a slack notification oh man <laughs> um but yeah he was still out there and i think that speaks to just his ability to manage his tires first of all um but just the complexity of the sport that there's so much more going on than just guys racing it's they're really trying to figure out there's a lot of strategy and yeah. i think like shanika and i want to do an episode on that yeah. but we got a lot of stuff to figure out too. yeah <laughs> there's a lot to learn about tires. um but it does make a difference like sergio perez valtteri was able to get enough of a lead and then 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 they pitted him to swap tires yeah to yeah he would because so they were saying he had he wanted like a 28 or 29 second lead yeah. on perez before he could go into the stop which takes about 25 seconds to still stay ahead of him and they got that and so they were able to get bodas um on the softer tires for the very end and play that strategy game but yeah no i think like um, Sergio Perez definitely showed his experience in that race. Yeah. And you're saying he's known as one of the best yeah. tire management racers out there. Yeah, he's 100% just very good at managing tires. And I think it's good that they have someone like him complimenting Max Verstappen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Showing him, like, yeah. Like, Max is just like, go, go, go. I want everything fast. And Sergio's like, okay, let me show you how, like, technique and, like, Exactly, how you can make things last just a bit longer, which, you know, helps you through some tough spots. I think a disappointing thing was for Carlos Sainz just to not be in the points at all. I think he ended up finishing 11. Yeah, so um, zero. Which sucks. Uh, Because he is a good driver. He is a good driver. And very, uh, I think the right term is like stable. So you can always... He'll always get some sort of point, probably. Yeah, so exactly. he's very steady. You can rely on him for that. So for him to not get points, I think, is real shit. 
what was surprising to me though was Alpine. Yeah, what did they get? Seven eight. Yeah, seven eight. Esteban Ocon and Fernando Alonso. We got it right, (laughs) y'all. Got it right this time. Uh, They placed really well, um, which was surprising for me because I think, I mean, we're only, what, two or three races in, but I was a little surprised. Yeah, like we're definitely anticipating McLaren Ferrari to be up up there the whole time. So um, Alpine kind of split both those teams. Yeah, exactly. So. Maybe they could be in the running too. Who knows? Time it's, will tell. That like mid grid is turning out to be a lot. Pretty more exciting, exciting, yeah. Yeah, really exciting because, like Caitlin said, I think everyone was just expecting it to be Ferrari and McLaren. But you have Alpine who's doing really well. Mm-hmm. You have Danny who's getting used to the car, so he's you know facing a different challenge with the vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um, and people are just showing that they and they're fixing the cars as they go. So there's like quite. It's evident that the changes that they're making are effective. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see um, what else is going to happen at the back of the grid, aside from the poor Williams just, like, clearly struggling in the wind. So, so uh, George Russell still doesn't have a point for Williams. Yeah, which is, <laughs> which is not great. Um, you know, we saw some a little bit of racing for Mick Schumacher. Yeah, and then you showed me the video of, um, what's his name, Bethel passing him, giving him away. <laughs> That's epic. I love that. I think Sebastian Vettel has the most fun out there. Like, even though he, you know, he obviously wants to be in a better car and all that kind of stuff, he still seems to be having a good time and, like, throwing thumbs up, waving at people. I love it. Like, just having a good old jolly time. Um, The one error that the Haas team made, or Mazepin, was that you are not, if a blue flag is out, that means you're being lapped. lapped. Yep. And you're supposed to just pull aside. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, it's that you get the blue flag. It's your etiquette. Like, your responsibility to pull aside so the race, like, leaders can keep their speed up. Yeah, and he didn't do that. No. Who did he block off? Sergio? Yeah, he yeah. basically drove... Try, it was essentially like trying to cut someone off. Um, Which you can do when you're racing them, but you can't do when you're showing the blue flag because you're getting whacked. Yeah, so that was just, again, this... This Haas team is, like, super struggling. <laughs> um, he got a, an additional five seconds, I think, mm-hmm. added to his mm-hmm. time because of that. So, and, and also, it's not great for the drivers that have the speed and the pace to then have to, like, slow down yeah. or stop exactly. or whatever. Because, yeah, he was pretty pissed. Yeah, it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. So, that wasn't so great. I think everyone else is kind of uneventful. Like, Yeah, for the most... Like, honestly, I don't think we heard about... Leclerc once yeah. <laughs> in the race. But he ended up fifth. Fifth? Yeah. yeah and fifth. then Lando was sixth? Or was it the other way around? No, no, no. It Lando was, was Lando was fifth, maybe. And Leclerc was sixth. sixth. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. are right on that. Okay. So, yeah. It, you didn't get to hear much of them. I think just because everyone was keeping an eye on the front. So, the final, sorry, we were completely wrong, is that it was Hamilton, Verstappen, Bottas, Perez, Norris... Charles Leclerc. Not completely wrong. Just a little wrong. No, we corrected ourselves. (laughs) Um, Ocon, oh, which autocorrected to Icon on Instagram, sorry. Um, (laughs) Alonzo, and then Ricardo and Gasly were the top ten. I think that I'd like to see Yuki do better. Um, Obviously, he's in his first year, so it's going to take a while, but he keeps getting... 
like off. Yeah, he spun off track. We didn't see it though because TSM was showing the, all these ads. Which is really frustrating. Oh, Who do we need to talk about? We can't listen that? to anything. TSN. We're on stop. It. Yeah. All this stuff happens and it's not just one 30 second ad. It's yeah, like we missed where. Three or four minutes. Where did, we missed Lewis passing Max or Lewis passing Bodas? Yeah, we missed one of one them. One of them. Yeah. And we're like, the fuck? When did this happen? <laughs> all because of TSN's ads. Um, but yeah, I, I think. It's, it was kind of just a slow-paced race, which is maybe what we needed. You know, but, like, still, well, just, and, like, if the drivers are saying it was hard, and Lewis was pretty stoked on that performance. Like, he yeah. was like, it was hard, but it's fun battling, All like, people. coming back from second and third and winning the race. Like, that's what he lives for. And it's like, yeah, so it's a good race for them, and that's... I can hope for no one got hurt, mm-hmm. which is also really important. <laughs> Shanklin told me the story of um, Kimmy Reichen and where was it in Monaco one I of the years? Remember. But it makes sense if you're talking about a yacht. Yeah, if it's Monaco. It, so it apparently Monaco. he got out of a race early. I don't know if it was an accident or like just the car died or whatever. And he just starts to walk over to his yacht, and his friends are in the hot tub, and he just gets in the hot tub, and I'm like, huh? I mean. I don't hate it. It's not a bad idea. So, like, we were wondering, what is what is Kimmy going to do being out in, like, lap two or three or four? Yeah, where do you go? There was no hot tub around him. No, he's, um, he seemed to stay around to the end. And in the post-race interview, he's like, yeah, I take full responsibility for that. Like, yep, no, accept it. <laughs> I fucked up. I was looking down, <laughs> and then I just hit him. Exactly. He said he was looking at some sort of switch thing yeah, in the he, car. The whole bunch on the freaking steering Yeah, board. and then hit his teammate which is never good but uh, like he said like at least it wasn't any damage to antonio g's car yeah and he was able to still race yeah. and do what he needs to yeah. do i would say like it was pretty uneventful for the back grid and well i mean disappointing we had for Mitch ashton martin i feel oh, like yeah because they really like sebastian Vettel. as much as we're like oh he has so much fun it's great but it's also like they really need to get in some point somewhere and they've been working so closely. They have a Mercedes engine. Um, so I'm a little surprised that they are, are struggling yeah. as much. So I hope to see... It would be nice to see Sebastian Vettel on a freaking podium. It would be fun. I just don't know how that's going to happen right now. We've got a lot of races left. Yeah, we've got 20 races left, people. <laughs> so we'll see what it brings. Oh, and also what happened this week? We got unfortunate news about the canadian grand prix but like understood yeah so the canadian grand prix is held in june or july um, I, I think it's june based on the calendar yeah. they were showing in uh, montreal of course where the grand prix is much loved mm-hmm. <laughs> and they are canceling it um and covid covid just we're obviously struggling is not doing so hot y'all yeah we're struggling yep. through that at this moment so it totally makes sense that with all of like needing to protect everyone um including the drivers but also all of us mm-hmm. that it doesn't make sense for them to come here yeah. that really does suck though mm-hmm. i know that we were definitely looking forward to it and also to have a driving time that either wasn't super early or like super super late <laughs> it would have been very welcome it would have been a nice little break but um they're going to turkey yeah, and then in 2022, we'll back. Please be back. back in Montreal, hopefully. And in 2022, there'll be Miami. Which is Boom. going to be so exciting. Very exciting. 
But uh, yeah, do you have anything else for today's race other than it was windy? There's lots of stuff with tires. Mm-hmm. Caitlin, I've mentioned it like twice now in episodes. We really need to do a separate yep. episode on tires. But we've been learning a lot the past week about tires. Yeah, and how they play into strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be a fight to the end. It seems like between Mercedes and Red Bull for every little point that they can get. Well- yeah, and I think maybe that's one more thing we can touch on is, like, one thing said in the post-race is, yeah, it seems like one one point for fastest lap doesn't seem like a lot, but over 23 yeah. races, that can add up and make a difference. And plus, they're saying with the sprint qualifying that will happen for three races this year, there's three extra points up for grab, grab at each race or something. We have to figure out more about the sprint qualifications, but... yeah. Yeah, no, like, that can be part of the difference between Mercedes and Red Bull, for sure. And between Ferrari and McLaren. Ferrari. Perhaps Alpine, if they're... I mean, I did not expect that from Alpine today. Me neither. Uh, Esteban O'Coin seemed pretty pretty ecstatic with that. He's like, yeah, we did good. <laughs> <laughs> they're not... They didn't seem surprised. They, I was very surprised. Um, the next race is in... Barcelona. Oh, Barcelona. Um, fun fact, Caitlin and I and Anisha, we, uh, who's Caitlin's roommate, our friend, um, we all travel to Spain, so we have a lot of Barcelona memories. memories. Oh my god. Fond memories. Definitely wish we were going to Spain to watch this. Um, but apparently with the warmer weather in Spain, it does favor the Red Bull vehicle. Oh, interesting. Um, that's what Christian Horner was saying, so oh, I don't know if he was just saying it for saying it. I know, maybe like, Christian Horner's just like, <laughs> <laughs> let me get into everyone's yeah. heads. Um, so we'll have to see, I guess, what ends up happening next week. Mm-hmm. Um, what I find, That's what I find interesting is just like what they say, because it's like, do you just take it at like face value as the, like, yeah, the truth or just like not the truth or they're just saying stuff to say stuff? Right? Like, but like knows? Mercedes can change their car too in a week they can't yeah. change too much but there can be some adjustments made will it yeah. help Who i know um, and also like you got um signs with ferrari gonna be like he has to prove a point that's true after this race so and uh signs is spanish he's, yeah but he's a he's a madrid boy yeah so obviously going back to your home country it's a huge deal yeah. um so hopefully he can nail it pull it together yeah it was this is just not the race for him um you can clearly see and he like what what i find really interesting about science is like his first thing he said like yeah no it was not a great race i want to go talk to the engineers and see like what went wrong like he's so analytical i'm like i appreciate that you could have been an engineer in another life yeah and i wonder if that comes from his dad though being a rally racer and growing up around that and knowing that the relationship between the engineer and you is so 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 important yeah maybe and like maybe that's something yeah exactly his dad told him and that's a little bit of info that's special to carlos because everyone else like yeah you have a good relationship with your racing engineer but like carlos is in it exactly yeah he's very much in it trying to figure out how to make the car Mm -hmm. better and it's gonna help ferrari i think right in general having him be that on top open of it. and mm-hmm. transparent between driver and engineering so all good things mm-hmm. hopefully to come in the coming week where they scramble to get everything pulled together right. for spain it seems like such a quick turnaround after the past two weeks have just like dragged on yeah but and especially because this this race wasn't completely perfect obviously there's a lot of issues with 
wind Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) and a lot of the cars were struggling with getting like heat into the tires and stuff like that so they're going to have to go back and figure out like what can we do differently Mm -hmm. um but to have only a handful of days to do it just seems like my god right just i just again i could never do this board it just seems exhausting (laughs) i told caitlin today that the drivers lose anywhere from five to ten pounds through a race just from like wild how much they're sweating which is gross but then also like crazy <laughs> yeah no that's something because i'm like why do they have to go on the scale and shanka's like well think of how much weight they lose i'm like they don't lose that much weight they lose but that's a, a lot, lot of weight, weight. <laughs> and then all, when you do finish the race your car and your driver with it they all have to weigh um to collectively like a certain weight basically um which is why sometimes you'll see the drivers like drive through the worn out rubber on the track to try and get more debris on their tires just in case that they have to come in for the weigh-in and they're not heavy enough you can get in trouble there's a lot of really things. <laughs> that's wild <laughs> holy shit just pick up some extra just pieces of rubber some, yeah exactly Good just Lord. anything to get extra weight uh yeah. but yeah pierre was like uneventful yuki yeah. just still making those junior mistakes which i'm hoping he gets out of He's someone to watch for sure. We love Yuki. We love Yuki, but he's... It's his first Formula One. He's definitely yep. struggling. Yep. And then, kind of how the cards fell for today. Right? It, it wasn't too, too much. <laughs> A lot of the comments already on Instagram. Well, that was uneventful. That was boring. <laughs> and it's like, you know what? Just, we'll take it. <laughs> yeah. And gotta celebrate the small things, which is... Exactly. It's nice to see Valtteri finally have some sort of podium somewhere right he's still so they're saying he's fourth in the driver's championship and it is lando that's third yeah which is kind of (laughs) cool and then also see lando still you know doing well for mclaren uh what else again i'll like go back to alpine just doing really great is very surprising to me and then also to see danny just like come back from yeah he 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 was motivated like he you could tell he was so motivated to just like and I wish we had more Get shots that. of him overtaking people because yeah. he is known for being really great at overtaking. And we just, I think I only saw like one or two clips from yeah, the was that we had. So, and he overtook quite a few people. So Apparently, he moved up seven spots. Yeah. So I would have liked to see more. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things that the drivers did this weekend, and maybe you all saw, is that all of I would say the majority of them. I want to say, yeah, all of them. It was just their, like, the teams kept yeah. their Instagrams going. But they did a social media blackout, which mm-hmm. was inspired by the football players, which mm-hmm. are soccer players. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's the UK football players because of all, like, all the online abuse and online hate yeah they're just like stop stop the abuse and the abuse yeah to draw attention to just like what's going on online and what that um and what's tied into it which is a lot of isms so sexism racism ableism and all the stuff that we don't like Um, shanna could put some great resources on our twitter if you guys haven't gone on there yet but get checkered on twitter and shanna had some great info on there yeah, I think it's important. Uh, obviously, the drivers going dark is uh, a good way to draw attention to something. Um, but uh, I think sharing resources is one of the best ways to uh, handle stuff like this. Um, online abuse is not fun, people. And I can speak from my experience that Caitlin knows this very well. I was targeted by some 
right wing <laughs> nut job for a tweet that I put out um, not too long. It feels no. like it was. It was only long. like a month or two ago. Yeah, it wasn't too long ago. Um, and it was very scary because this person then wrote an article about me and because he had a following sicked like a bunch of his followers on me as well and I think uh, I learned a lot through that but just how scary the internet can be Mm -hmm. Um, it can be a great place for sure but there's just a lot of people with a lot of keyboard courage and they'll say things that um, have a huge range where it's like you know we can all deal with the trolls that are like oh you know, I, I don't like what you're saying or whatever or any version of that. But then it ranges to, like, sexual violence or, like, wanting mm-hmm. you to die. And it's a really rude awakening that it's out there. Um, and one of the things I learned, though, and the biggest lesson and what I put on Twitter and I hope people take to heart is your safety is the most important thing. Um, and on Twitter, if you see someone being attacked, if you feel safe, it's or online anywhere like if you feel safe say something but if you don't you know figure out ways to report the accounts and Mm -hmm. um check in with that person that's being attacked because a lot of our personal information is up online and it's easy to get doxxed or have things um out which is fine um except that when it falls into the wrong hands of someone so it's a scary place i totally understand why the drivers are doing it Mm -hmm. um yeah because we like we see a lot of the we see a lot of good comments go towards them like oh i love you like yeah um you're doing great you're my favorite driver but there's probably a lot of hidden like hidden from our views i guess but like a lot of targeted and yeah online abuse towards them right yeah and i would think so for someone like lewis who's one of one uh being a black Mm -hmm. driver Mm -hmm. it's you face any person that's oppressed you're going to face just more comments than most uh, where women if we were more public uh we would be hit with things that aren't so great so i'm sure that the drivers are seeing it too i wouldn't be surprised if yuki's seeing it just with the rise of mm-hmm. um attacks on just the asian population in our world right now um and I think it's important. Uh, I really wish they had used their platforms, though, just to, like, say more about it and maybe speak to the experiences that they're having. Cause... Maybe they will. Um, yeah, hopefully. I don't know. But, yeah, it, it's like a symbol of, like, in solidarity, mm-hmm. bleh, solidarity <laughs> with all these UK football players. Like, yeah, football probably gets a shit ton of them, too, right? So um, they're just kind of putting a halt to it, saying, like, no, we're going to not concentrate on social media right now, which yeah. social media is, like, its own version of the plague. But we'll <laughs> later conversation about that. But, um, yeah, I think, like, maybe they can come out of this and maybe share, like, whatever they're comfortable with their fans, but to, like, really help their yeah, fans maybe understand the position they're in more rather than going... Like, not rather than going silent, in addition to going silent. Yeah, I agree with yeah. that. And Lewis is um, really on top of sharing resources and um, Lewis fighting. is amazing. Yeah, anti-racism. He, he uses his platform. He uses yeah. his um, celebrity status, like, really well for the positive, um, 100%. Like in a positive manner. And trying to approach these things. I also think that sometimes it takes time. Like, a lot of the drivers are really young, and I think it's hard sometimes to formulate you know what you think and mm-hmm. and what, what you what you think you can say exactly so i'm sure as they get more and more comfortable um george for example george russell he's 
I don't know how many years now in Formula One. I think three going on four or Maybe, yeah. four, two going on three. He's been in it for a while and he actually posted a video where he seemed very confident in what he was saying. So I'm like, okay, this is good. And yeah. hope, all we can hope is that more of the drivers start to address things in the way that makes sense. And like Caitlin said, this came inspired and in solidarity with the UK football soccer also known as soccer <laughs> players it is football come on <laughs> i mean they play with their feet and yeah that's it just makes sense um and we know that that sport there is a lot of, of race, hate yeah. racism yeah. um whether that's in the sport or online it, it's quite it's it's a lot so <laughs> and like yeah you can like shanka mentioned it's like keyboard courage and that's a great way to say it because it's yeah. stuff you would never dream about saying face to face because you like you have manners installed to you right yeah like your life experiences but you just feel free all of a sudden to just type it out and throw someone under the bus because yeah. you think it's funny yeah or you are just mad and it could be like an anger that makes no sense like lewis beating someone and yeah. instead of just being upset about that it turns into some sort of racist comment it's like that's not the yeah. best yeah. no it's it's absolutely ridiculous what you can do on the computer now. But <laughs> I mean, like, social dilemma, right? And they talk about how the founders of social media sites knew that this could be a problem, right? Yeah. They foresaw this being a big problem with social media. Mm -hmm. And lots of them left the industry because they just didn't want to And you can't go through it. really control it on our Twitter. Right? There's definitely things you can do to protect yourself and protect like people that you know but there's a lot that we're battling against um and the good thing with the drivers going dark is uh social media is big on algorithms so what they push is so dependent on who's posting what um so if there's a slew of hateful messages unfortunately they will push those uh i have like i hate to call you out youtube but i did tweet you earlier this week um, I was on YouTube and I was pushed like a white supremacist video mm. and it was really surprising and shocking and I was like what is going on here it was white supremacist plus COVID misinformation oh, it's just double nice. whammy um, but these uh, social media networks just don't as much as they have algorithms that could stop a lot of this stuff they just don't have the manpower to actually bring it down with the rate that things are going yeah. up interesting so it's on all of us to report things when we see them. Um, mm -hmm. And like you, like you can, um, if you're feeling safe, you can speak up against it. But it also doesn't have to be like speak up over the internet either. Yeah. You can talk to it. Like if you see your friends posting something yeah. that you think is like a little bit, oh, okay, <laughs> interesting. Like you can talk to them face to face. Yeah. And, and have a conversation yeah. that way. and. See? Bring a human element back to exactly. it. Exactly. And then if you're completely like, this person ain't it, guess what? There is... <laughs> Shanika is queen. I am queen of the mute, the block, the uh, the unfriend on yep. Facebook, which apparently is like... It's a powerful button. That is a powerful button and it offends people the most. But I, I think at the end of the day, you only have one life. And if you're seeing a lot of stuff that you're like, oh, this is not what I believe and you're like I don't want to get involved or you know it might just be someone ranting about like right now there's a lot of COVID anti-masker mm. types that we're dealing with so it might just be someone like that and you're like you know what in my life right now I don't want to fight with this person online but I also don't want to talk to this person 
So you, I'm just going to remove their presence. No, and exactly. It's, and they it's with peace and love, you know? It's like, <laughs> no hate, just going to, like, remove myself from the situation. No, no, you're doing what you need to do because you deserve to surround yourself with positivity. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, you don't need fucking nuts around you. <laughs> Caitlin's right. You don't need nuts around you. Like, not making the best experience for you. No. Um, I will say the one ironic thing, and I'm going to call him out, is we love Haas, but, again, to have the drivers advocating for, you know, no online abuse when there's been oh, yeah. serious, like, not even allegations. but He like, posted the video himself, Matthew. Yeah, of him essentially Sexually assaulting, assaulting a female. Woman. Yeah. Yeah. So he posted the video. He's still on this team. So it sometimes does feel like there is... I don't disconnect. think I don't think Mazepin posted anything. Maybe he didn't. Think I don't know. Well, I'll have to. He would be very hypocritical <laughs> if he did or not. But I think you know, as these teams are trying to address things like racism, whether it's Lewis Hamilton really being at the front of that, or just diversity in the sport, whether it's women behind the scenes or actually in the sport, or even having more LGBT drivers or within the sport um these are things that are gonna have to be addressed and unfortunately Haas like not having money is just not a good enough reason to have someone Mm -hmm. on your team that's like that maybe yeah the cap will make them more competitive and they won't need (sighs) I don't know I don't know (laughs) if that's even possible I can't even finish that sentence I just hope Haas can get to a point where they don't need to rely on um other people's money basically yeah and i'm yeah i'm not gonna say <laughs> what you're thinking no i don't need that in the public sphere <laughs> yeah so i i guess that's like a little wrap up on today um yeah like we we, we totally understand where the jars are coming from and they are using their platform i think pretty well um mm-hmm. i i do think shanika and i after like just summarizing this whole conversation we do want to see them maybe do something in addition to this blackout yeah exactly um, and keep the momentum going to stop the hate in the sport so exactly whether it's online and like caitlin said within the sport itself and really holding people uh accountable for their actions and their mm-hmm. behaviors um so hopefully we see it uh but all in all i think it's like caitlin said it's really good that the drivers did something mm-hmm. um it's so and that, like all the drivers were standing together mm-hmm. right so that's good to see like yeah, and even with, um, I find that when Lewis Hamilton brought up just, like, everything that's been going on in the United States with Black Lives Matter, um, he brought it to Formula One. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the drivers, I'm pretty sure all of them actually stood with him. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and I think, like, knee, Lewis Hamilton so. is so powerful in that way. Yeah. That, like, because he's passionate about what he fights for, and he's so well-respected by his um, fellow competitors and the whole F1 community mm-hmm. that, like they'll stand with him because he's fighting for something really truthful and something Mm -hmm. that needs to be shown um so no i think yeah hamilton is great for using his platform he (laughs) really is and is a beacon i think in this sport and he's like he's mentoring the up-and-comers right like he's the best of this sport yeah and he can still do all this fighting for justice so why can't you exactly you have a platform it's Mm -hmm. important to use it um, in a good way, whether it's as big as these F1 drivers or whether it's just what you have in your own friend circle or... Yep, make the world, make the world a better place. Yeah. 
We should end by on that I, yeah. It's pretty good, actually. <laughs> actually, just make the world a better place. <laughs> uh, we hope you like this episode. We know there wasn't too much from the race, but this race is fairly, fairly tame. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to describe it. Yeah, it wasn't too wild. <laughs> um, next week we will be back for this. Spanish Grand yep. Prix. Yep. We'll see you guys next week. Yeah. So what do we say, Caitlin? We're going to tell you to stay checkered. <laughs> we'll talk to you again next week, amigos. And follow us on our socials at Get Checkered on Instagram and on, oh my gosh. Twitter. Was, I was going to say Facebook. We're not oh, on Facebook. No, we're, we're on not. Twitter. We're on Twitter. Um, and to subscribe and follow and review our podcast on all streaming services yeah like we'll do a lot of race stuff and formula one stuff but like shanica posting all these good resources on yeah. for online hate and what you can do about it like what shanica <laughs> is a superstar oh thank <laughs> with this you, stuff so it, yeah that. we hope we can like kind of bring other fields of the world into our podcast and help you guys learn yeah exactly and there will still be some fun Formula 1 stuff as we mentioned numerous times we're going to figure out this tire episode because there's a lot to learn but other than that have a great day everyone exactly adios see you all next week